Hi, if you join us today, we're going to try something different. Uh, this episode, you've heard us talk a lot about football because in the past few months since uh, Project Restart, football has been coming in quick and fast. So, now that we have a little time to take a breather, we thought for this episode of Bus Talks, we'll invite a friend to talk about football. But, here's the best part. He's a non-football uh, football fan. So, stay tuned to our special guest. And join us for the show. Hi, and welcome to Buzz Talks. I'm Buzz. I'm Mike. And we are the best amateur uh, podcast talking about football. We are the Armchair Critics. Uh, first of all, uh, Mike, I hope you are doing okay. Yeah. Uh, how's how's the states? Is everything good? It doesn't look so good from uh, from the news. Are you alright? I'm alright. Thank you for asking. Um, it feels like the end of the world here in the United States. Um, any of our American listeners would agree with me. <laughs> it oh. feels like. Uh, uh, it feels like what? If it's like a prelude to the apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Uh, funny that you mentioned our uh, American listeners. Uh, I just want to... Uh, we would like to thank our listeners. Uh, according to our data, we have an estimated audience of 15. Thank you to all 15 of you for taking time to listen to us. Our last episode... On... If you want to be on the podcast, please contact us at <laughs> buzztalks at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you n- haven't heard this, I'll do it one more time. On Instagram, you just have to find Bastok, B-E-Z-T-A-L-K-S. On WordPress, if you want to read uh, our thoughts instead of listening to us, it's bustalks.wordpress.com. If you want to email us, just like Mike said, it's bustalks2020 at gmail.com. And of course... You gotta listen to us on Spotify. Just search for us uh, at Bus Talks. All right, our last episode we had uh, quite a number of people that tuned in to our episode regarding Barca getting demolished. Uh, I also like to thank all our listeners from various countries. It's slowly growing. It's now Singapore, United States, Malaysia, and Germany. Uh, people in states, what's up? What's up? I hope you all are very good. <laughs> You're all doing well. People from Washington, Ohio, California, Texas, and Virginia. Thanks for listening. I hope you are well. I hope you stay strong. That's that's all I can I can really say. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us and to We're our. thinking about you. We are. We are because Mike is also in the states. And to our uh, this is new to our friends in Germany who's listening in to us. Danke. Das sie uns zugehört haben. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm slowly picking up uh, German. I've been trying to pick it up for the past year or so. Danke schön. Alright, now, without further ado, Mike, you want to do the introduction for our special guest today? So, our special guest today yes. is, is just the worst person on earth. He's just <laughs> horrible. He's yeah, just absolutely cool. horrible. Um, Hello, my name what's is... up? What's up, man? How you doing? 
Uh, all things considered, well in Singapore. Alright, uh, our special guest, uh, please introduce yourself and how you know us. I am Marcus. I have been friends with them for a number of years. Michael, the most rudely introduced one, and Buzz, well, the most sidelinely introduced person to me by Michael. I am a... I have avid interest in a lot of things, and football is just not one of them. But my friends are passionate, passionate uh, fans of the sport, and they have convinced me to, you know, take a more active interest in it. But I remain an idiot in this sport in general. And this is why we have Mark on our uh, show for today as our... Oh, Mark, you are our first guest. Congratulations! You guys are desperate. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Happy to be here. Okay, so, uh, Mark, uh, you've mentioned to us uh, that, you know, both Mike and I are footballing fans. We've had discussion in our group chats about football. So tell us as mm-hmm. much as you can, uh, what is your impression on football first? Would you want my initial impression when I was a kid or would you want it now? Uh, you, you, you briefly, well, te- you briefly te- tell us about when, when you were a kid and then when Mike and I... Uh, spam our group chat with football stuff so we go with your the one with you uh you as a kid first all right let's have the let's have the evolving impression there all right when i was a kid very simple two bunch of two bunch of people get born to get born inside the goal which is this giant net thing if the more times you get it in you win the better in fact i because of like the experience with like Pro Evolution Soccer and FIFA games, I thought the usual baseline score would be 11-0 to zero or something <laughs> like that. And not to mention, I was also wondering why the sport wasn't more bloody with people tackling and trying to break each other's legs in order to take the ball. Because, you know, if the enemy team has less players, surely there's a numerical advantage, no? That's true. Now, then as I, grew, <laughs> as I grew up, I realized, okay, there were a little bit more rules than that. And I still had the impression I was very confused with substitution, especially at the late part of the game, because in my mind, mostly thanks to video games once once again, I kept thinking, why don't these players have unlimited stamina? Why don't they just keep running and running and running? It's like, why isn't everyone just chasing the ball? Of course, I have since been enlightened. And you know what? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't figure out sooner, you know. Like, if anyone, if there was anyone on the pitch who could run for the full 90 minutes, my God, he has the stamina of, well, a horse, really. Well, there is one guy uh, in world football at the moment. Uh, there's been a lot of memes on him. It's Angolo Kante. Name is not familiar. Uh, and do forgive me, listeners. I am an idiot when it comes to football, footballing names. I don't even, I, the, I only know the top, few people and this is not because of some kind of glory hound chasing them it's mostly because everyone keeps won't stop talking about them in fact this is very this might interest some of you but i had no idea cristiano ronaldo and roberto carlos were two different people until recently (laughs) that's that's how shallow my knowledge is so do forgive me okay uh it's it's funny that you mentioned names uh mark uh we'll Round, round to that back uh, later on. Uh, 
Uh, how about as an adult? Oh well, the adult thing was kind of the the you know the knowing players don't have unlimited stamina, and well, as far as I know, I do in my time in Scotland, I have met well, well, lot loads of my loads of my colleagues, my university study mates were passionate fans of the sport, although mostly centered on teams in Scotland, and well, now I'm more in I'm more. Well, I do know that, you know, as an adult, I know that formations are really important and, well, maybe this is just life experience in general, but, well, unlike a kid, you don't throw every player at the ball because it just makes zero sense. I was, in fact, you know, this, and which surprised me for certain, for certain situations, although this is usually only the World Cup in which I saw, see even the goalkeeper coming out to attempt to score a goal, but those are... As I was told, desperate scenarios, do or dies. Because, man, the World Cup is a really cutthroat format. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's what makes the World Cup the World Cup. Uh, yeah, for our listeners, uh, our guest here, he actually studied in Scotland for what? What was it? Four years. Four years. Yeah. So for four years, he was oh, in Scotland. Right. <laughs> uh, Mark. Have have you been to a? I believe it. Have you been to a Scottish, uh, Scottish football game? Did you have the chance? I fear that. I fear answering truthfully would cause some of my university mates to be disappointed in me. But no, I have not. <laughs> so so I been... suppose I would have the chance, but uh-huh. well, I didn't really have company i'm sure and this is going to annoy so many of them so many of them would have been said yeah i'll bring you to one of these games but well i never did ask (laughs) so four years there never been to a a scottish game once no but i had my ears talked off to me about football on on well basically i think anyone if anyone from the uk glasgow hears this you know I have if I have two groups of friends, you'll probably understand who are they talking to me about? The Celtic Rangers, you know the Celtic. Oh my gosh, they're going to murder me! I know the Glasgow Rangers and Celtic something. Oh my goodness, they are going to murder me! <laughs> Wait, so is the what do you say? Celtic Rangers and Glasgow something? Is it? <laughs> no, 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 it's the Glasgow Rangers. I can't remember what they were. Uh, Mike, you want? Basically, to... we're just here to. So, so you merely Marcus in front of all the football fans in the world. <laughs> he was in Scotland for four years and he can't even identify the two most famous clubs. And they practically live in the city where he lived. Yes. Yes, actually. One where was of that, their, Mark? In where? Fact, one of the stadiums was walking distance from me. Exactly. He lived in Glasgow and he doesn't know what Rangers and Celtic are. Look, all I know was you don't go out to the pub on football days wearing block colors because that will get you murdered yeah and and this was something serious uh when we came over uh because B- mike and me being uh, great fans right uh it was in our initial plans to go and catch a game uh then we realized that uh, the time that we were going to visit uh mark was when the season was off Oh, I, I pretty much I, I, no I, I think it was during the holiday break so I, I, they, there weren't any games or we didn't have time to go for the games because we went over right. Christmas 
So uh, our prior route, we already had a game that we were going to. Uh, so we couldn't find time for uh, a chance to visit, uh, you know, Scottish football. Even though it, it's, it would be great to have went to a Celtic football club game or a Rangers game. I think it's called the Celtics. Yeah, Celtic FC. The, the Celtic football club, yeah. Oh, right. That's why I was so confused about whether to end anything to the end. <laughs> Sorry, Callum. Hopefully, hopefully we got, we don't have any Scottish listeners. <laughs> or I would be murdered. Or Mark, or or they're gonna they're gonna hate Mark forever. <laughs> but what is it about football that 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 you like that is interesting to you? I'm sorry, you did hear me say that. You did hear me say that I was a football idiot, didn't you? <laughs> But what I currently like so far is just, you know, overall seeing, uh, well, I did have a, I will probably go on this later, but I did have a chance to uh, experience a football match in uh, life. And the energy you feel at the stadium is, um, well, it's, you can certainly taste it in the air. But what I like about it is the passion everyone seems to have about it and how diverse the opinion people have on each tactics and every political player movement or whatnot, I find it all fascinating. There's so much more in-depth than just simply player A, shoot ball into giant net, go in, yay, I cheer. Okay. Which is baseline my childhood knowledge. <laughs> but did you like it? Did you like the game? Um, it varies. Some games really bore the hell out of me because I had no idea why certain things weren't, why certain things were being stalled out or, well, those were mostly the defense, the overly defensive games, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy, I do enjoy a game from time to time, especially when it's, um, it's a real nail-biter of a game. It doesn't need to be a scoring murder fest, but just you know, just seeing certain certain players like uh, you know certain form team formations in action is quite it's quite exciting to behold. Okay. Yeah, you, you I mentioned... mean the game that we watched together, mm. all yeah. three of us, was so damn boring anyway. <laughs> really? Oh, of course. It was. Should Should I bring it up? Should I bring it up? Do we clear the end here? We 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 watched Manchester United play uh Middlesbrough. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Yes, yes. And yes. um yeah. what? It, it, this was during the the Mourinho's second year? First year. I think Mourinho's second year. I'll be completely honest. And they were horrible. I almost got my killed during that match. Why? Because I made it a point, I was joking with my dear friends. I say, the more middle middle uh, middles broke score, I am going to get up and cheer. Now you see, the thing is, my friends landed me at the side of in the crowd, right next to the hardcore Manchester United fans. And well, see, maybe you know some of them might boo me, but the problem was that when the first score, the first goal was scored by Middlesbrough, it was at the eighty the. Well, it was past the 80-minute 80 80 mark. No goals have been scored. 
and they scored the first goal and well you know one zero 80 minute mark i was just like yeah that's pretty that's pretty near bitingly close to the end and the whole everyone beside me was so damn quiet hit was i i don't i realized that if i got up and cheered i might have gotten shanked <laughs> immediately yeah so to just paint a picture we were all seated at the i think second the top top end of uh, old trafford nearer to the stratford end which was honestly when we yep. got the tickets it, it, i thought it was like a shitty uh, seats to be at turns out when we actually climbed up we, we saw the seat it was wow it was quite wonderful and uh, like mark said it was insane to be sitting beside Stratford and uh, i would like to put out that the game was was a little uh stale in the first half uh i i, I saw a few yeah, people falling yeah, asleep yeah, 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 i, I wouldn't mention who uh they fell asleep during a football game <laughs> Yeah, these these people could be you know, Listeners, me- members of public. Uh, 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 I'm definitely not talking about anyone of us. <laughs> Wouldn't you say so, uh, Mike? Don't you think it's so? It's so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> it's so boring. In my defense, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> um, I drank a lot. I drank too much, to be honest. Um, so I fell asleep. We got lost. But it was also a very boring game. It was it was Mourinho at his at his boring peak. <laughs> and that's why I there's nothing to watch. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, to, to be fair, he, he really didn't miss anything. It did bore it did bore me. I think Buzz told me after the match that, you know, it had nothing else happened. He would have apologized to me for wasting <laughs> A few hours of my life. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> Thankfully, but, no, it, it was a. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, I I wouldn't have been mad at him otherwise because it's still an experience, and I'm just like you know I'm, I was happy to be there for my friends, but things didn't things turned, took a more exciting turn up past the eightieth mark. Let's just say. Yeah, yeah, uh, because uh, it was a comeback win. Uh, Mark got to see. I think you got to see everything, wouldn't you say, Mark? Yeah, I, I, I felt the comeback victory was. It was something I always wanted to see, and to see it up close, that was fantastic. And the energy in the stadium was electric. In the fact, you know, I. To be fair, I had no idea. Middle, uh, sorry, any fans of Middlesbrough. No disrespect to your team, but. As a, as a football idiot, I only know I only heard the more common names like Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal. So I have no idea about Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. I'm sorry for butchering it, but you know I thought they played really well considering that they managed to get a go in. You know, still at a late point. Although sadly, you know, it seems to have ignited a fierce passion in the Manchester United team who seem to want to refuse to lose at home grounds and that's where their comeback came but, uh, <clears throat> so uh, yeah it, it, it was, it was great when when Middlesbrough uh, scored that goal right can you recount what what uh, you felt or sense at the stadium because huh. I remember you, you wow, always repeated I... this to, to us when we were talking about this it 
was Icy Cold and the silence on the side of the, on the side of the stadium we were at almost felt deadly, <laughs> and you could feel the you could feel everyone being wound like a tight string because any any like you know miss call or decision the referee made people will get really snappy they're like come on ref that's not a right bloody call to make i'm just like oh shit i am just gonna sit still and hope the mom doesn't kill me afterwards <laughs> okay uh we you, you mentioned earlier uh that you don't really remember um many footballers name or can differentiate okay so for our listeners that yes. don't know uh mark is you know with celebrities and and big names he just it's not his thing so from here i want i'm I want, sorry i do not worship that <laughs> from here i wanted to ask uh is there a few players yeah. that you remember and and can you tell us why you remember them okay let's let's go let's go with a few of the big ones and i'm sure this is people's name this is I have no idea what the context of his name coming up, but Messi, who is apparently world's greatest footballer, so I'm told. Uh, there's Mbappe, because I know that he did really well in, in France during the World Cup. And, well, let's now go to the one in which my two friends would love to hear me th- say, and that is Paul Pogba. And what I have to say to that guy is, what a piece of shit. <laughs> and if there are any fans of him out there, I apologize. I know that he is talented, but from the games I saw him play at, both like on screen, well, I didn't really, couldn't really notice him properly on during the live game. But the games I see him play on screen, I develop an immense hatred for him. Not because he's not skilled; he is skilled. Even in the World Cup, it shows that he is skilled. But he was such a glory hound and anti-team player it confused me we were at a coffee shop watching a manchester united game i think they were against leicester and huh? i was you know i was i was i had no idea who all the players were about oh, oh yeah that guy paul is like Pogba. yeah he's like he's one of the he's one of the he's one of the better you know one of the best players in the world currently i was like all right okay so i watched one particular one particular thing we had on a go they were going in and I you know I saw like two or three guys were getting ready were like getting ready to stop him. I thought, oh that's easy. All he has to do is just pass to either the guy to the left or right, and it's an easy go in. What does this guy do? He runs straight through the three defenders, get the ball cleared away. I thought, huh, that's odd. Attack number two, he makes the same damn mistake. Attack number three, he did the same thing again. And I'm just like, this guy's an idiot. Why does he not pass it to other players? I thought, well, maybe he had an off night. I saw two or three other games and I saw repeated patterns of him just running straight into a brick wall. I was thinking, does he not want to pass to his other players? Does he really need to score by himself that badly? And then, but and yet, throughout the whole time, people were hyping him. I was like, nah, he's a really good player. I'm just like, in what context, if he can what, dribble and there's no defenders? If what, a dribble and there's only one person marking him, if someone passed him the ball? So, yeah, I was like, this guy is not a team player. Or, there's not a find, found out. The team needs to work around him for him to be good. It's like, is that a mark of good players? Like, no. In my humble opinion, a good player is someone who 
integrates well in the team. And even if you're the lead scorer, you still know when to you know when to pass the ball because you know, yeah, I'm no way I'm going I'm going through this defense. And just to hear people keep going on saying like Paul is the second coming of Christ just make me so <laughs> so pissed off at him. So yeah, that's where my hatred for Pogba comes, which perhaps it is unjustified, perhaps it's wrong, but I dislike that player. So, so no, now the, the team's doing well, do, do you still have the opinion on him? Yeah, during the time Manchester United was doing fairly well one day, and yeah. he was being an idiot. So <laughs> it's it's not because he's doing in a, he was, it's not because he was in a team doing poorly, it's because he was just being an anti-player. Which is why I was so surprised that France managed to win the World Cup with that guy dragging. Okay, he performed well during the World Cup. In all, in, in all fairness, he performed well. But that got me thinking: if you could perform this well, you know, with your fellow countrymen, and you just go over to a club, it's like, can you not perform well there? It's like, are you so, are you so juvenile that you know you need everyone to, you need everyone to cater to your play style in order to make you succeed? I'm just like. At this point, it's just not worth it to me. Oh, this Sorry, this... I, am, I am passionate in my <laughs> hatred. Well, not hatred, in my annoyance. This is very controversial. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of Manchester United fans will disagree. Uh, seemingly, I, Mike, I Mike is no staying knowledge. out of this. Uh. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many wrong opinions there. Uh, I I can't even correct it. <laughs> no, no. But I guess that's the point of of bus talks, you know. Uh, <laughs> we're all armchair critics. Uh, we're just giving our opinions, whether it's right or wrong. It's our opinions, and and we feel free to share it. So I think Mike's <sighs> opinion right now is is he's just gonna let it slide. Uh. Don't you think so, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's 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 interesting to hear um, people's impressions of certain players, especially since Pogba is such a, it's such a it's such an eye-catching one. All his successes and failures are always, uh, you know, hyped up and and more visible than other players. You know, um, when when certain players do these things, they it it it, it doesn't get criticized this much but when Pogba does it I, I feel like you know he's just more visible because he's such an outspoken player um, both for France and for Manchester United so yeah it's, it's just interesting to see to see this opinion yeah, as a non-footballing fan uh, which, which brings me to the next point uh, but before before that yeah, so if you disagree with Mark, you know, you can leave us comments, uh, tell us what you think, or if oh, you I'm if you feel <laughs> if you feel uh, that you are up for it, you can contact us and join us as a guest. We would love to have an episode where you just where you just criticize Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by, by all means, I would the, love to learn. The, this is secretly our plan. We're just using uh, Mark to get like you know controversy out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, uh, you know, this, it, this is not. They did not ask me to say these things. This is this is how I genuinely <laughs> felt upon seeing his performance. Uh, yeah. So feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, but again, uh, this is all opinions, and like 
Mike said it's, it's really interesting to hear a uh, point of view from someone who's, who's not uh, as a big a fan as, as either Mike or, uh, Mike or I. Alright, uh, Mark, so we got to ask you. Uh, yes. Is there a team that you support or you were forced to support or you were assigned <laughs> to support? <laughs> yes, okay. Here's how the story goes. Um, a few years back, um, Mark? Mark, are you there? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I guess uh, it was it was too big a deal <laughs> that you got disconnected. <laughs> Alright, sorry, I, I was cut off slightly. Allow me to uh allow me to restart. But yeah, yeah. a few years back, uh my friends were trying to get me into football. So how how would they get how would they get a Chinese guy interested? They say, Yeah, you know what? Let's bet or you know you know bet but no money was involved. Like, let's bet on the results. So I I'm going there and they're like, you know what, Mark, you throw your one, you have no knowledge on the players. What do you think they'll get? So I can't remember what the matches were. But I was going like, I bet it's going to be a tie. Then Michael and Basel were like, you're fucking stupid and crazy. And guess what happened? Listen, I was not, I did not say that. <laughs> oh no, you most definitely said that. And those a few matches, I was like, I think it's going to be a 2-0, two 2-0 nil, two nil, like result. And they're like, no, you're crazy. And it turns out it was. I did not say that. <laughs> you most definitely did, my friend. I did I not. But I was starting to believe that I had some kind of black magic voodoo nonsense going on. Yeah, if, if our like, listeners need to know about uh, Mark, he's, he has this like insane luck in, in you know, in things. I still don't... Ability to predict matches. Luck. Yeah. I, I have no idea how true or not... For all they know, I could have been, I could have either been like, you know, a real sports analysis and that's why I knew or I could be praying to Cthulhu, who knows? He's a bookie, but, he's a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> from, from that point, um, Bas wanted to, Bas wanted to uh, know, he said, Marcus, how about you support a team and we'll see how far they get. I say, alright, um, what are the teams available? And he showed me a list. But they were they were not ranked, so it was randomly placed. So I'm saying like, which team is the worst or just recently joined out of like the lower league? So they gave me a list. I'm like, hey, you know what? I remember last time in my church, this priest who I like was friends with, he was a big supporter of Newcastle. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pick Newcastle. And well, let's just well, I think overall they haven't had much success. So I hope that disproves any beliefs of my imagined luck, although Buzz was claiming that I was definitely doing something because Saudi Arabia decided to invest in Newcastle. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's funny that he mentioned it because when Mark support, uh, started to, alright, uh, I'll, I'll give this a gander, we'll take a look at, uh, uh, I'll watch a few matches, uh, I'll say uh, I support uh, this team. And funny, funnily enough, Newcastle actually rose in the ranks and, and things were going their way. <laughs> they didn't get that high. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, to, to be fair, they, they didn't <sighs> get that high. Uh, but they were... I think they were on, on a bad, bad streak and then they, they just... When Mark decided to... Alright, uh, I'm going to support uh, Newcastle. 
then they started uh, doing better coincidentally coincidentally your coincidence so yeah, we think we think he's 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 doing voodoo <laughs> on the side so <laughs> fu- fu- funny that he mentioned uh, Saudi Arabia because uh, recently we we just asked like inside like, hey mark are you still uh, do you still watch Newcastle games uh, obviously he said no then uh, at that point in time the Saudi group were coming in to buy then we were like oh my god this has to be Mark's magic at work again the Saudis are, are gonna buy uh, Newcastle over they're gonna be like this insanely rich club and then when we asked Mark then he's like no I don't watch it anymore and then lo and behold in fact the deal like actually fall through Sorry? They actually said, did you know that Saudi Arabia wants to buy Newcastle? I'm like, ah, that's so dirty. I can't support such a team. And then they didn't buy Newcastle. So now <laughs> should I go back to supporting them? <laughs> Look at that. His magic is at work. Yeah, so so if people out there are still wondering why the Saudi Arabia deal fell through, <laughs> it's, because, uh, it's because Mark withdrew his... His black magic. <laughs> so you can blame him. I apologize. To if you want to blame him, Saudi Arabia or Newcastle. If you want to blame him, please write us on buzztalks.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, buzztalks at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, buzztalks2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your gmail.com. Feedback. Yeah. Uh, okay, that has been a very. Uh, fruitful conversation we'll go for a short break and when we come back uh, since the new season is about to start we'll try to find a new club for Mark to get behind alright alright uh, <laughs> please stay tuned and please keep listening to us okay welcome back welcome back uh, as part 2 of our podcast with a non-footballing fan continues. Uh, so Hello. if you just join us, Marcus, our friend, uh, who's a non-football fan, has joined us. Uh, if you ju- if you just join us now, uh, please go to our uh, our social media pages, Bus Talks. We are available on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And also our WordPress, bustalks.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find uh, all our social media there. Uh, now, back to the fun part. It was a very fun uh, first part uh, in our podcast. So, with the Premier League starting in 11 days' time, we thought it would be fun for Mark to find another club. This time on his own accord. And we'll monitor throughout the season uh, how it goes for his team. So, Mark, there's... A few teams that we have yes. in mind for you, okay? Alright. Uh, you can still stick to Newcastle if you want to. But there are a few interesting mm-hmm. ones uh, that we're going to postulate to you. Uh, so, Michael was thinking that it should be either... As proposed, Aston Villa, Fulham, Leeds, uh, Newcastle. One of these four. Isn't Aston Villa in like not the EPL? No, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They managed to oh. save their uh their asses on the last day. 
Oh, were they, they were in danger of relegation? Yes. Ooh, sounds interesting. But, you know, help me out here. Talk to me, like, you know, the team. Talk to me a bit about these teams, because I have no knowledge on them or, like, why I should even care about them. So I need <laughs> to be somewhat invested. Okay. Uh, we put it... We'll, we'll put it in a way where we won't go too technical about it. So the four teams yeah, that, yeah. that we have chosen is Aston Villa, Fulham, Leeds, and also Newcastle. Newcastle, mm-hmm. uh, for the ob- obvious reason that you had a share in the club, and that's why mm-hmm. the Arabs came came a coming to bid for them at one point. Allegedly, allegedly, you have no not idea. anymore. <laughs> Uh, now it's the Singaporean uh, company that uh, that wants to bid for them. Uh, Once again, Aston Villa. Uh, what what can we tell you about Aston Villa, Mike? They're a boring team. Support Leeds. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike clearly wants you to favor towards uh, Leeds United, a very highly anticipated team to join, who have been promoted. And the other team, okay, Aston Villa. What we can tell you is uh, Jack Grealish. That's it. That's Aston Villa. It used to be uh, Gabby Agbon Lahore. Now it's Jack Grealish. Both you do not know, know who Jack Grealish yeah. is. So so that's it. So so maybe to 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 mark it's the the club that uh, escaped relegation last season. That's it. Uh, the other one will be Fulham. Fulham Football Club. Uh, for this one, what I can tell you is Fulham is the club that uh, a Singaporean wanted was uh, was offered to go to Ben oh, Davis. Wait, yeah, that's yes. So, so if you want to support Fulham, you might be supporting Ben Davis. See, that's the problem, though, because I'm Singaporean and he's Singaporean. If I threw in my support because and I'm aware he's Singaporean, it's not going to do well. So, for his sake. I shall not support it because, you know, Singaporeans cheering on other Singaporeans is a surefire way for Singaporeans to lose. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, su- I support you in my heart, but I shall not officially throw in my support behind Fulham then because I don't want to jinx you. All right. So He's not going to use your voodoo for you, Ben Davis. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, we see. The thing is, is that if I knowingly use it, apparently it doesn't work out. So, hmm. well, part of me still says I should stick with Newcastle and maybe I should follow them this time instead of dozing off halfway. But once again, Michael usually recommends nice teams, but can't help but feel that they have ulterior motives behind them. So Leeds is yeah, Leeds is an interesting one. Leeds Leeds is the perfect team for you to 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 support. They're they're. Kind of an underdog team. Yeah, they are underdog managed by a genius, and they they just play exciting football. It's it feels like it feels like abuse to ask you to watch boring defensive performances every every week. So I want you to I want you to watch exciting attacking football every week. Maybe they'll Agreed. get you more. Maybe they'll get you to pay attention more to the game. So they are a more aggressive team then? Yeah, much, much more aggressive. They press very high, chasing the ball, pressuring players. They like to have the ball. They like to make shots and score goals. Very well. I shall throw my support behind 
that team well at least at least now but they do sound exciting although that does give that does leave me uh one question if you two don't go mind. ahead yeah but is there a uh preferred or meta strategy in football right now because the one which i thought was really good was the uh, the ones the german used uh two world cups ago in which they were they they did a very beautiful counter attacks so they let the opponents at least well i hope i'm not getting this wrong but uh, to me at least they let the opponents get in uh heavily invested and then uh when the, the opponents least expect it they clear the ball and they rush they blitz they blitz the enemy go get and get a go in i thought that was pretty exciting but and then i thought it was, it was in my mind at least it seems like a really foolproof um strat but well maybe it isn't so i was hoping you all could enlighten me what are the preferred strategy and formations in uh football clubs Oh my god. Um such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so right now so right yeah. now the top clubs like to like to play uh in a possession based football. Um Liverpool play it, Manchester City plays it, Bayern Munich plays it, Barcelona plays it, uh Real Madrid plays it. Um and they like to line up in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. Um, which is also what leads do anyway. They press high, they try to get the ball high up the pitch and uh, keep the ball and score goals. Now, um, there is, of course, the opposite, the direct opposite of that style, which is a more of a counter attacking style while defending very, very low almost uh, mm-hmm. right above the penalty box. So they like to compress the space behind them so that uh, the other team doesn't have a lot of space to play into. And they try to get the ball and go on a counterattack and score goals. So that's the, that's the style of your Atletico Madrid's, of your Burnley... Uh, Watford, uh, and all those other clubs. Um, but if it's not being used, if it's not if it's not that popular a formation or strategy to use now, then surely it's flawed in some way. Is it's flawed in the current um scenario in the current sorry in the current um. The current stage, the current stage of the world, the meta of the game, so to speak. Yeah, so l- that kind of football, the low block counterattack, is how do I say this? It's 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 become it's become basically it's harder if they if they're playing against a top team. Um, top teams are now very good at beating the low blocks. Okay. Oh. So now, now, right now, um, for example, in Spain, more and more, more and more clubs are choosing to press higher to win the ball back at a higher 
area in the pitch and to put pressure on the formational structure of a possession team, for example. So in in La Liga, they'll they'll be your Ibar, your Hetafes, um, your Athletic Bilbao at times, um, but it is changing. Football, I think, is changing to where pressing will be more prevalent, and they're gonna do it to to attack the 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 possession structure of the opponents. It's weird because I remember that I once asked a question. I can't remember who was the one um, answering for me, but I was asking whether there was any whether there were any teams which could have a below twenty or even below twenty fifteen percent possession of the ball and yet still win a match. Yeah, I suppose though that would be highly irregular then. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's against a top team it is kind of irregular. But two top teams going at it surely it's not impossible. Yeah, they do. But um suppose- n- normally it, when top teams play against each other they it's either they neutralize each other and possession becomes split in half 50-50. Or one of them purposely mm-hmm. tries to to concede possession. For example, Chelsea likes to do that against top teams because they're good on the counter attack. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what that's what I would think. That's what that's kind of why I took an interest in the counter attack play, mostly because of the the thought that it it impressed me that it pressed upon me that. Possession might not be all that is, but you know, just the right precision, like repose, would be all you need to win a game. As in, I thought that was a stylish way to go about it. Although I can see how that could also be a boring, extremely defensive game and only attacking once every chance which shows itself. It's because it's also because um, top teams are have become very good at. Defending counterattacks. So if mm-hmm. so, if you you look at Man- Manchester City, when they yeah. when they won the league for the second time, beating Liverpool by a point. Mm-hmm. They in the second half of the season they did not concede a goal from counterattacks, even once. Mm. So that's eighteen games that they they did that they didn't. Uh, Concede from a counterattack. So, so you know, kind of thing if you know your opponent's doing, it's really easy to prepare for it. Yeah, Pre- basically, uh, preparing for it is one. I can see why executing it is, is another. But but they are they're they're spending more and more resources. They have a better idea on how to stop counterattacks from deep, at least. I think it also left a favorable impression on me because when I saw Germ- Germany use it to win the World Cup, um, two World Cups back, I was just blown away by the efficiency of how they were using it to just make every other team which they were facing them look like absolute chums. Although that the most crowned, the most memorable one being their match against Brazil. 
I don't yeah. like to harp on like old glories or encourage anyone to harp on old glories, but that was astounding. It's, I mean, it was also kind of sad towards the end, but I was I was blown away. And you know what? It did help me win a bet against my lieutenant colonel, so that was also great. <laughs> he was really convinced. He was he was a big Brazil fan, and he was like, "No, Brazil's gonna trash Germany. They got Neymar and all the." Uh, so so Mark, uh, just just to to be clear, uh, the bet was uh just uh kind bet on on a simple food right, like he treat you to a meal right, no monetary, yeah, no money yeah, exchange. Hands. I'm not even gonna name my lieutenant colonel, alright? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, yeah, I, I'm not asking for his name, but uh, uh, no money exchange. Hands. Uh, it was it was no, just like no, no, no. No money, nothing inappropriate. It was just like just an extra durian or stuff like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, we we at Bus Talks, uh, we do not uh encourage any uh gambling. Uh. I definitely don't unless do it's it. legal in your country, then go for it. <laughs> By all means. Oh, uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned about being possession based because there is actually a game that that actually suits the situation uh, it was actually oh. Celtic against Barcelona where Barcelona wow. had 83.6% possession and Celtic had 16.4% possession oh man it's yeah but they, but Celtic won that game Celtic won that game 2-1 oh. yeah um, is this anything to do with Barcelona's downward spiral into? No, that's that was that was years ago. Ah, um, okay. That was in twenty twelve, actually. Yeah. Oh, then then I'm. Quite I mean, at 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 the time, uh, you know, teams counterattacking in a low block was still a viable, you know, was still a good strategy. Mm. Um. But now I think it's. I think we're at the cycle in in terms of tactics where some tactics you know start to go out of fashion, and I think they're 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 about to get to get out of fashion. In my opinion, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. So uh, interesting that. What are the questions that 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 you have? I think we have time for one more question. Before we One we circle question. back to uh, you choosing a club for the new season because uh, this started with Leeds and then it got into uh, the counter-pressing. Well, um, well, mostly this just pertains to players, I guess. But how... It's like, when I... Because, you know, the only things I heard about when clubs are... Uh, acquiring new players is that you know I just hear big names usually the ones they pay big money for are the strikers the well-known names but what about the supporting cars I always felt that they were underrepresented as a whole I always wonder like you know does it mean that you know defenders goalkeepers aren't worth buying like you aren't worth spending like the big money, the big bucks on. Because I, I suppose it's hard for them, for defenders especially, to see, like you know, how valuable they are. Because 
Well, a striker is renowned for how many goals he scored. And what gets a goalkeeper renowned for how many goals he let in? Because then he's regarded as terrible. But they don't count that they don't count the amount of goals he saves sometimes. So yeah, I always felt weird that the the names of transfers which usually just make the headlines are always strikers. It just ticks me off a little. Because I, <laughs> I, I play support. I play support. And I always look out for those who are trying to make the the team dynamic work and not just the centerpiece you have. So it's actually quite interesting that you mentioned that because as somebody who plays football, uh, mm-hmm. I can never understand that too because the best player is always an offensive player. Rarely do uh, you see a squad player or you know somebody who's not as glamorous get as much traction, attention or uh, you know reward for, for his work. So, uh, growing up as a defender, uh, playing in in, in defense, yeah. uh, I usually found it like, oh, this is such a thankless task, you know. It's them if you do, them if mm-hmm. you don't. If if you're great, everybody's just gonna be like, okay, good job. If your team don't it's win, a good job. If it's a draw, alright, you did your job. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, but if you lose, the first point of uh, examination would be, okay, what did the defense do instead of what did the striker not do? Or what did the midfielders yeah. not do? So it's... I've, I've played football for, I think, what? More than about 15, probably 15 years? Yeah, probably okay. about f- 15 years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can never understand was why in my early 20s, I thought, okay, why not I give it give a try being a striker? It's so much easier. You know, you get, you get more... Uh, you get more credit and you get less criticized. So I I don't think you can explain much. Uh, it re- certainly reflects in most uh, of our goals or dreams or players that were our idols. Most of us wants to be the Cristiano, mm-hmm. the Messi, the Neymar, uh, the Wayne Rooney's, but not many people will come out and say, oh, I want to be an Oblak or De Gea or... Uh, Navarro or Maldini so I, I can't really say maybe it's just the human side that, that you know you enjoy the adoration and and, and the fancy stuff instead of uh, just like the tactics uh, nobody enjoys or appreciates a low defensive block team like you know Chelsea when they were winning under Mourinho in his first charge or currently uh, Atletico Madrid with Diego Simeone where he plays a very uh, low block uh, I don't know. That that that's for me. Uh, Mike might think something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it. Um. I feel like the media are more. Uh, biased towards attacking players. Um. At the same time. Um. For example. Um. Attacking players are more. Mercurial, they're more volatile, which is why uh, the media likes them. If, if you're a defender, by nature, you have to be stable. You have to be, uh, you know, stay at one place. Um, most goalkeepers have very long contracts. That's why a lot of them, 
you don't see them on the market a lot. But yeah, I mean, it. you're confusing. Don't confuse the narratives thrown away by the media to importance. Th- those are completely two different things. Okay? Yeah. Don't use the media as a judge for how important the player is because they get a lot of things wrong. And so it, it, it's better to, to really to, to study what, what players contribute and how good they are. Yeah, but I think when you play the game or at least when you observe it closely, I, I think you start to appreciate the uh, non-glamorous players uh, that help the team function. I think at Barcelona, uh, when they were at their peak, Sergio Busquets was one. Uh, yeah. United, it was Park Ji-sung. Uh, I'm hoping uh, if Park Ji-sung is listening to this uh, by some chance. Can we play football together, please? Uh, <laughs> and also Darren Fletcher. Uh, at Liverpool right now, I can say it's Jordan Henderson. Uh, Jordan Henderson. He's critical to the team, but he's not the most, uh, you know, He's not the most skillful player, but he plays an important role in the team. There are, yeah. there are many examples, but usually they go... Uh, or, or, or another good example is N'Golo Kante. He, he quietly does his job. He's, 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 not, he's not really... Yeah, to, to Mark, these are just names that we're throwing around. Lah. So hopefully our listeners, yeah. you know, uh, catch it better. Uh, yeah, like Kante does his job is to win the balls back and then give it to other more uh, creative players to do their stuff. So I, I think what we want to uh, impart to you is that the media may paint it one way, but if mm-hmm. if you watch, I think everybody has a part to play. La. So if, if somebody in the team doesn't function, it affects it. I suppose they must have a level, like they must have, they must have experienced some level of appreciation. Otherwise, you probably have them resigning and like you know unmass. Otherwise, from these teams, they'll be like, you know what? If you guys don't, if you guys think you're so goddamn important, I'll just leave and let's see how you deal without us. Yeah, so yeah, I, I assume that at the very least, the team, their teams appreciate them for their efforts. Right. Uh. So now, with those two questions done, uh, we'd like to. Yeah close this with Mark uh, deciding on his next club. So Mark, uh, between Aston Villa, Fulham, Leeds, as well as Newcastle, which is the team that you are going to support, uh, per se, uh, in the new season? You know what? I have rarely ever listened to the advice of one Michael Peralta. (laughs) <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm interested. I'm gonna say I'm gonna follow Leeds progress this time. Because I think it'll be interesting. Alright. Uh, there you go. Um, uh Leeds United is not only going to have uh high expectations, they're now gonna be riding on high luck thanks to Marcus supporting the them. magic of Marcus. <laughs> The black magic of Marcus. Uh, I'm expecting Leeds to be uh, heading for Europa League after Marcus has thrown his support for them. Ha! That's the power of Marcus here. Uh, and we'll wrap I'm it up. Right. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, it's been fun having Mark on. 
uh, Mark, we would be more Thank than happy to me. have you uh, join us again, uh, especially uh, after you watch a few Leeds game. Uh, we like to hear what what you think. Uh, thanks for the time, and Thank yeah, no, uh, we'll we'll close it out with the the promotion uh, of our page. Please do share it to one of your friends who enjoy football. Us talks you can find us on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, uh, as well as on WordPress, bustalks.wordpress.com. Uh, I also like to give out uh, a shout out to our sponsor, uh, who has solved our mic problems. Uh, I want to shout out to my friend uh, John for sponsoring me uh, the mic. So hopefully this podcast is has better audio than the previous three. Yeah, so please take care, uh, especially to our listeners in the US as as well as Mike. Take care, uh, stay safe. We'll hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.